Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy Tuesday to you. July 25th, American Athletic Conference football preseason media poll is out. By now, you probably know where the Tigers are as they begin a new era in CUSA 2.0. Oops, I mean the American uh, excited for a new season of Memphis football. You you all know I have very high expectations for this year's team. Saquon Barkley is in Giants camp having worked out a new deal. Uh, Oh, well, that didn't last so long. Uh, He did get a little bit of extra money. We'll talk about that. Ronnie James, very scary situation. Suffered cardiac arrest. Is okay now and recovering, but uh, collapsed on the floor, uh, the son of LeBron James. That's a scary story. Jalen Brown, whew, you need a loan. Go see the Boston Celtic. He just got paid, paid. John was talking about what C.J. Stroud got. A couple of years, Jalen Brown's going to be making $52 million a year. He was second-team All-NBA, averaged 26.6 points per game. That's a lot of money. Knew it was coming, though. They are tied up in two dudes, boy. Yeah. Deep yeah, with are. him and Tatum. What's that, $600 million? Yep. That's a big chunk of that salary cap. Whew. Hope it gets you a title at some point. That's the only way it's worth it, eh? At least I'd it ain't your so. money, Poe. You know? <laughs> I mean, your money's tied up in John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Desmond Bain. I mean, it's the same concept. You know? Better win a title with it. At least it ain't our money. Well, that ain't my, that ain't our money. We found out whose money. that. That's Paris' money. Oh, that's right. And he keeping it. <laughs> you know, because I got to pay these dudes. Hey, hey good, good point. And we'll get to that here today on the show because uh, Paris' pockets are coming up mm. uh, today uh, in sports radio. So we'll get into that uh, on the show. Uh, as you mentioned, Conference USA uh, poll is out, so we'll talk about that. Uh, where Memphis football came. I think Memphis did come in at number one in CUSA's poll, but fourth in the AAC. So. It is what it is. You can't even say that, though, really, because UTSA is ahead of them. So yeah. you'd have been second that in the CUSA poll. Maybe so. Maybe so. Damn. Uh, so <laughs> we'll talk about that. Uh, big show. B.I.G. show today. Jessica Benson is going to join us at 1125. Talk to her about uh, the football season, her weekend in, uh, in, in cinema, and more. I think she got a chance to see at least one of the two big movies, right? Mm-hmm. I think she definitely saw one. I don't know if she saw the other. Can we ask her about the Grizz versus Tigers and the tug of war? The, 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 the political uh, Can she get pitting. into that? I guess sure. she's on one side of it. Isn't I she? mean, well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, they, Para she has to also. Don't, don't forget, he's got to pay pulling with Grand Para. City Media employees as well, man. That's I mean, it's right. it's not just the the player. She's gonna be like f that stadium. That's what she's gonna. <laughs> yeah, can play in yeah, EH. Yeah. You know what? I'm just going yeah. at a Melrose yeah. Stadium for yeah, all we care. Exactly, yeah. uh, Halley okay. Stadium. We'll see uh, where yeah. Jess is at. Yeah, so we'll uh, get into all that with her at eleven twenty five, twelve twenty five. 
the one and only Paul Feinbaum, Fine Beasy, is going to join us, uh, and we'll talk to him. Of course, get his thoughts on uh, Memphis football. On, on I, I do want to try to see if he can solve the the civic issue for us, right? I mean, the, can we can we figure out a way to you know get the money to the Liberty Bowl here, the Simmons Bank Memorial Stadium? Oh, he, he can help. You want to think the Paul can wave the flag for us? No, he is. A, he is a shake uh, Paris pockets. He's a, he is a community, you know. Uh, institution, so champion uh, our cause many a time. Maybe we can find a way. Uh, and we'll also get into some SEC with him at uh, twelve thirty-five, and then at one thirty-five, Bear Jones, uh, multiple-time champion. That means it's college football season. That's right. Uh, Alabama alum will join us at one twenty-five. We'll talk about uh, Nick Saban. Talk about Kirby Smart. Uh, always enjoy uh, Barrett's, uh, you know, philosophical views of of the coaching ranks in college football. So. He'll join us at 125. Hey, about that Alabama quarterback situation, what he thinks about it. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll get into that on the show. There's a two-part uh, start here uh, on both things are related to Memphis football. The new, well, I, I guess there's news and then there's more of sort of um, speculation slash, um, you know, informed speculation. But let's start with the, with the news. And the news is that Memphis football was picked – uh, fourth in the AAC. We had held out hope that they would be picked to, f- to finish third, and unfortunately, uh, in the in the coming, in the, I guess in the last few days, in the last 24 to 48 hours, it kind of started to sink in that they would not be picked third. Dude. Well, your one first place vote wasn't enough to keep them, you know, in we third. A, we got a first place. Thanks vote. for voting them first, John. Yeah, <laughs> they're absolutely. I'm happy to uh, prop them up, man. They need some. They need some lifting. So I, I, I did. I did submit a ballot with Memphis number one. Who did that? Uh, and uh, is it so? It's a media poll. Yes, um, it's not a coach's poll. It's a media poll. Okay. I was mistaken yesterday. Gotcha. I think I don't, don't basketball do the coaches. I thought that. So was, I can't yeah. keep track on the preseason ones. Which ones they use? Which ones? Yeah. They okay. Well, you this know. one's media. Yes, and someone gave Memphis a first place vote. Well, somebody had a long night in Dallas, right? Somebody just, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, well, Memphis football number one. Uh, but uh, look, it's a it's a uh, it's a futures bet, right? It's like they I think they thought it was like a future bet. They were playing sneaky pick. Pl- plus fifteen hundred, plus two twenty two hundred to win the conference or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but Memphis is fourth in the AAC preseason media poll, which put Jason in a very foul mood coming to work this morning. I can't wait to talk to Pine Bomb to ask him if this is an embarrassment. Jason was uh, cursing folks on the interstate. Man, he was throwing up the fist. Damn you! It was just you were in a grumpy mood this morning because of this. I am. Yeah, and there's no doubt about it. The because here, here's Memphis why I'm football grumpy. is dragging you This down. is why you're not grumpy, because you move goalposts. Well, I, don't, I just go and by we'll what the start, booster says. No, yeah, yeah, you do. You're jaded now by these tired boosters, you say. I, they're not tired. They they're love They're tired it. of missing on the Big 12. We get it. Yeah. Well, they just don't feel like the— You ain't tired of getting picked fifth, getting picked fourth. Somebody wrote this is the highest they've been picked in years. Damn. And how sad is that? That's pretty sad. When you were competing for AAC titles just a few years ago. That's right. It is a it is a it is a very uh, sobering right. reminder. I, I, it's it's frustrating. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not going to be silly here. It's frustrating to me the apathy. You know, that it feels like there is. Last year, this is about not moving goalposts. We said the job was for Ryan Silverfield to get this program positioned to be able to take over to be able to compete mm-hmm. for AAC titles in this CUSA 2.0. You were picked fourth. We realized it was probably going to be third or fourth, so it's not shocking that you're here, but it's a reminder of a sad reality of kind of 
you know, what's sort of been accepted, and especially, John, with, with your informed speculation that, you know, if you win seven games and just win a bowl, but not maybe you're not necessarily in the AAC title hunt, that that's okay, that that'll be enough. And that, to me, is sad. Um, I don't, and I, I said this with Gennaro Jeffrey, I don't want to be in a conference year to year where you're picked behind Tulane. Because I feel like as much as we talk about basketball and hold that sort of to a, uh, let's be real, a top 16 standard, it's always about getting to the second weekend, right? That's what that program should be. Based on level of investment, I'd tell you with what's left outside the, the power five, this group of five group, your level of investment's good enough. And we can get into what that looks like now in terms of this tug of war with what you're going to get from the state and now the Grizzlies, because that's going to all go into that. But I'd tell you it's still enough to be on top of this. Tulane, UTSA. We know SMU's got money, but how invested are they? Again, you get the right coach in here. You get the right sort of momentum. We've seen it before. We've seen it before. I don't think it's such an outlier when you're sitting on top of a – when you're in a conference that looks like this. That, 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 that's why I say it's frustrating, and that's why I think – it, it, forget embarrassment because we knew it would be third or fourth. We knew Tulane would be picked first, fourth, first based on where they were. UTSA probably going to be picked over. You'd come down to SMU. I mean, Tulane should be picked but, first. But this, USC this should be a Bowl. reminder to you that you didn't get done what you sought last year. Position yourself. Right. Right. You picked middle. You, you were picked fifth last year. You finished eighth. Right. What are we talking about here? Yeah. It's subpar. These aren't even meeting, you know. Halfway decent expectations. Right. You should be on top of this conference, and that's why, to me, you know, it's about a a forget uh, uh, what could happen. What what? Hey, if we grow up, you know, these coordinators are fine. This is the time to get it done now. And this poll is a reminder of just how much work you've got to do. I think you've got to do it this season. Yeah, I I I totally agree. My gosh, if you just waste another year, you got Seth Hennigan, you know, who's going to be on with Gabe later today. Uh, I mean, and and. You know, you get past that. I mean, you hope Tevin Carter is ready, but there are certainly no guarantees about that. Like, I mean, it's a it's a weak league, but you just never know with that position in college. So you have a guy that's established that you know is a, a really solid to good quarterback, especially in this league. You got to get nine out of it, in my view, like to make people – and we've, we've said that, right? We've said that time and time again. You got to get nine to make people feel good. But uh, there's a difference between making people feel good and Ryan Silverfield – yeah, there's actually a big difference between making people feel good and Ryan Silverfield getting the can. You know, I mean, if he wins eight, people aren't going to say, "Oh man, I feel so good about the football." Uh, the, but he's not going to lose his job. You know what I'm saying? I think when you start getting into, you know, six, that's when, like, if it's if it lands on six or seven, you know, which word's been the last two years, right? And it, and if it's like a you know a sub 500 record or right at it in the AAC, you know, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, look. It's obviously a fair discussion. It's not like it's uh, how can you guys even fix your lips to have this conversation, you know, because you're settling into what is just like mediocrity, irrelevance. Like you're just sort of going along to get along at at six and six, seven and five in this league. Like it is what it is, you know. Um, but I I just I I I hearken back to these conversations with the boosters because we know they're the ones that ultimately make these decisions. And yeah, but but we're not even talking about like a Tubby Smith type buyout, right? We're oh, not no, talking it's like, about a it's Josh like Peanuts, Pastner really. buyout, yeah, it's right? Peanuts, it's like two million and, and, and that's that goes back yeah. to like the sad because I believe you. That goes back to a sad reality for me. This whole you've given up mm-hmm. sort of. And again, I'm basing on on what you did. That a lot of it's man, Big Twelve's never going to get us all that. 
Um, what, what, those, those were outlier years. We were never that before Fuente and Norvell. We'll never be that again. I just, I, that, defe- that, that defeatist attitude just surprises me. Again, I could understand it if you don't have, you know, sort of a new horizon with this college football playoff and the chance to, again, I would tell you at this investment level, to still be able to be on top of the two lanes in SMUs and UTSAs. That alone will keep you. You're competing for AAC championships. You'll have you'll you'll, you'll have enough, in whatever that new stadium looks like, however renovated it is. You'll have enough to get people excited again. To be enough of a brand where you're showing people again, you know the value the the value that a guy like Paul Feinbaum has said Memphis has to these conferences. Well, control what you can control, which is the product on the field. Right. Right. That's it's it's. We, we've we've always and it's taken us longer in some areas. Women's basketball around here, you know, we we talked about baseball, all that, but but it's always been if it's if it's if it's not operating at a, at a at a decent to good level, you you move on and find the next guy. Well, I don't understand why this this whole stuck feeling when there's a. There's plenty of possibility out there for this program. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, let's talk about that feeling because we potentially got some uh, some indication on just how uh, stuck Memphis may or may not be. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to Sam Hardman from the Daily Memphian, Jim Strickland traveled to Indianapolis early last month in June to look at the Pacers building, Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Uh, and if we're just sort of doing you know deductive reasoning here, uh, that cost about $400 million in 2019 dollars. Uh, to get those renovations complete, and it's a nice arena, and it's, it's all that. And so again, if we're if we're going off of the Pacers, I, I think rough math tells you it's going to be at least three hundred, four hundred million dollars anyway, no matter what, in this day and age, right? And they're trying to, you know, they, you're trying to update the arena. So regardless of who the example might be, uh, it, it paints a picture of the Grizzlies are going to want at least three hundred fifty to four hundred million dollars here. And there's only $350 million of cash available. And we know that the Tigers cannot benefit from the, the, the tax the revenue uh, to, to fund their That's own. That's only. Yeah. So, um, and the Grizzlies still, to anybody's knowledge, have not provided a number. And that's frustrating for people. But, again, we, we had this conversation, I don't know, last month when this was all going on. And we both said, like, we, in a perfect world, would love Robert Pera to pitch in on his own. To say I'll foot a hundred million of it, I'll foot seventy-five million of it, and I will sort of set that aside for the other civic projects. But we also know that the Grizzlies are the only uh, entity involved. They have all the leverage. That has that. Nobody else. Like if the soccer team says we're going to move to, uh, you know, Austin, have at it, right? Uh, if the Redbirds said, you know, we want to, we we can't operate here. It is what it is. Uh, the only one that really hurts in this, in my view, is uh, in terms of widespread, right, appeal to the masses, is going to be that stadium that, that Memphis has poked their chest out about, that they have flashed on ESPN, that, that look great, that have been the source for all this optimism. And now you're getting down to it three months after you get the money, which felt like a jubilant day, and it doesn't feel that way anymore. It doesn't feel like such a jubilant day for, for everybody anymore because – it just doesn't feel like Memphis is going to get the money that they need. Well, I mean, I think you talked about it as being jubilant. You know, the mayor does the big ass. The, the state comes on down with some money. But I, I think we, even when we knew that you were getting the 350 we knew you, you're going to come up short. Oh, there's going to be end. some, yeah. Because, John, we were already doing the math, and and, 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 and there's really a hope that Para would see that math 
right, and know the civic tie-ins with the Tigers and say, yeah, here, here's $50 million I'd be willing to, to add to it to help you. But knowing full well he's got all the leverage and knowing full well that the Tigers are stuck between a rock and a hard place Yep, and always were going to be. Um, here's the deal, John. Can you do it for $100 million? You know. At one point, you're sticking your chest out the projects for 150 to 200, but can you get it done for that? Because you're going to have to. That that's the point that if you're you at. If you can even get 100 million, I mean, there's no guarantee that Pear is going to say, "Here's 100 million." I mean, they, the Grizzlies could have every right to say, "We want every dollar of it." Yeah, they won't go that far. But you're not getting the 150 what to 200 they, that you'd stuck your chest say, out for. And we've known that we for need a long 250. time. You know, we need we need 270. We need 300 of it. 250 of the 350. Yeah, and no soccer stadium, right? And probably no refurbishments, to AutoZone, whatever that includes. Right, right. That, that's what you're looking at. I mean, that's and and again, it was probably always going to be this way. And it feels like you know Strickland's stuck between a tug of war here. Grizzlies have got all the power. You're you're a U of M graduate, knows the situations. Uh, stadium's owned by the city. Um, you know, he wants it for the U of M, but you are always over a barrel here when it comes to para. And so that question's going to be. How much can you get done for less? Memphis will still get it's a, a a piece of this, John. You're not going to be left out zero here, because again, that 350 was with the understanding that it's for the Grizzlies and the University of Memphis. You can't you can't? Para can bend you over a barrel, knock it through, take take the majority of it, but he can't can't take everything. And so, can you get done? You know, how much of your plan can you get done for 80 to 100 million? Because I think that's what you're going to sit up when it's all said and done, and everybody's done with the emotions and everything, and and your pitches about helping Memphis and how much that university means to the city. Paris still got all the leverage, and he's still got to pay. Back to our point, he's got still got to pay those players, the luxury tax coming up, everything else, and so and, and even with the the taxes, John, to his point, he's got to pay up front. Like all that money still got to come on those taxes. You know, those cars got to be driven, all that stuff, and so, you know. He's the one, to your point, that can get up and leave. So for Memphis, as it has been the case for years, they will have to do more with less. Yep, and I don't know like what that looks like. I don't know. But what... but but John, there was never a promise you're getting into the Big Twelve because you have 150 to 200 million dollars in investments in that stadium. Definitely not a promise. Definitely no. not a promise. But and, and, but, and John, you know... if it's a dump, you can control whether or not you're seven or six and six or six and six in it. That that's the point. Memphis, you can still have a successful football program in a dump of a stadium. Well, and if it's got $80 million, right, they have. And if it's got $80 million in, in renovations and right. improvements, that's still better that's than a the plus. alternative. Yeah. That's better than the alternative. I can still have a successful football program in it. Right. And so, as, as, as frustrating, back to use that another word again, uh-huh. that word again, as frustrating as this is for Memphis, it's the, it's the same old story. We, we have to right. give in to the Grizzlies. But the dreams of a transformation. Of of the of the of the front of the of hell, Simmons just Bank. do the bathrooms. It's over though, right? I mean, we we of the one fifty to two hundred yeah. was always just the words you said. I believe a dream. Yeah, like that. You like, know, that was hoping Harris gonna. How much can you really get done with eighty million? And, like, I, and I don't know. And soccer I, stadium. <laughs> yeah, that was that always, wasn't even a dream. That was a that was, yeah, exactly. And again, you look. That at, was like you got to have things you can say no to, right? Like that was like that's in there, so you can say no to. Well, that. I figured AutoZone was that at first, but I mean, well, you have fifty like, million in there for that. that. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. What? A, yeah, that's not happening. Uh, but I just wonder, like, I don't know, but what what can eighty million dollars even get done for you in this day and age with construction costs and material costs and everything? Like, can it even accomplish much? I don't know. Like, I truly don't. Half of what it was 
you know, on the low end, half of what you were trying to get done, maybe. I just don't I don't know. I don't know what you can really achieve. They're going to have to, though. They're going to have to. Get... Ultimately, the Tigers are slaves to the Grizzlies and to the city. When it comes and to this it's project, a, it's, they it's, are, a, yeah. it's a position that no university wants to be in. Right. And you you want to have your own control. We've talked about it. I mean, you're stuck. And I agree with Jeff Calkins uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, this idea that, you know, you, you, you get $100 million or $80 million and you go to the city for the rest of it, like the donors, not happening. Uh, the donors ain't. That's I, the city's building. Yeah, they're exactly right. They're not coughing up a dime. They don't want to be in that building anyway. They hate it. So not a chance, not a chance in hell, because all, all all of those folks are going to say the same thing, which is I'll donate to an on campus. Exactly. And and you're not getting it. Well, as Jeff said, the president, you know, we will help with the suites and stuff. It's yeah. not our job to fix this stadium. It's the city stadium. And I think that's the right approach, by the way. You know, and we're a tenant. Yes. Of the of that. Of right, the city why, why are we footing the bill? We 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 you know we pay the rent. Why are we footing the bill for the? Uh, it's like if you rent a house, you don't pay for the repairs. That's the landlord's job. But it's hard to say big bad grizzlies here. No, when I, everything I don't blame that we're asking all. of them, everything them we're all. asking of Para to essentially take less being in the city. 100%. Being in the city alone, your 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 team value. I don't look at is lower. I don't look at Robert and, Para or the, and so, the Grizzlies as so as villains in it's this It's hard at all. to say do right by Memphis, you know. Yeah. We said we hoped Para would hey, throw in 50. It's that, like that'll battle balance like, it out and get Memphis it's, close it's to where they need to be. good and nothing that, more. That would be nothing more. And 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 but, billionaires don't have to have goodwill. Like he's got millions to dole out in luxury taxes and everything else. That's exactly and right. upfront money on this rent on these rentos because of the no doubt. the taxes that you know will come down the road. And by the way, don't and also forget that the Tigers play in FedEx form. So, like so so uh, renovating FedEx form also benefits the Tigers. Y'all want Ja, y'all want Bane, y'all want y'all want Jaron, you want a championship. This is the call. Well, you want to be a professional city. I mean, that's the you know, that's the that's the thing. It's like you if you lose that, you lose your your label, you lose your brand, you lose a lot. Um, well, it'd be different if you're just if you're at the bottom of the league and you're not, you know what I'm saying. You got yeah. we got big dreams. That's why he's oh, got. Oh yeah, no, exactly I mean, right. You know, and 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 these renovations to the to FedEx and, form. And Memphis would never get a professional team ever again if the Grizzlies left. Like it just wouldn't happen. So I mean, you got to hold you, on to that. And you can't change your market, your city. That's a, so his nope. value in terms of the, the the team valuation in terms of the money. That's he's always going to be at the bottom of the league being here. Absolutely right. Absolutely that never right. changes. Yep. So, so you know. It is what it is, man. It, it is it, what it is. That, that, that's just kind of what it boils down to. Like, I, I hate it. I mean, we're both alums of the University of Memphis. We won't, we both I wish want... they had their own, man. I yeah. wish they could untie themselves from the form and the Grizzlies there. Get their, but that's a, it's a situation that we're past now. Yeah. You know? If you, if you were going to do yeah. that, you had to do it years ago. You had to yeah, do it decades yeah. ago. I don't even you're, blame you're them for the too form. Far like, I mean, I think that's probably benefited them more more than it's cost them. Like, I mean, I know the attendance lately – but we weren't saying that when they were they were getting eighteen thousand a game for Tulane in the Cal days. You know, we, we weren't complaining about the form. Maybe that's the outlier. You talking about Memphis football in those years? Maybe the outliers those years. Oh Put yeah, seventeen to eighteen yeah. in there regularly. Yeah, and those numbers hadn't been coming down just here right. lately. Right. Well, and you know, every the, the world but, has changed. You know, the world has changed in every way uh, since those days. So, I mean, think about if you're filling that up and doing that on an on-campus, and how much it's benefiting you more there than it yeah. is down at. Philly. No, I mean, yeah. there's no doubt. I mean, you'll always be a tenant down right. there in sex. That's true. Same, you know, and that's what you, you're. You're, you know, you're at the the, the city. How it, many How many Division One programs are tenants for both of their major sports? It has to. It can't be many, dude. I don't think any. I I would be shocked if there were any. They were like tenants. It's the worst deal ever. Yeah. 
because they have to take basically a stipend from the Grizzlies right. for, based on attendance. Exactly. You don't get any of the any of the other stuff that you would get in an on campus. Yeah. yeah, it's the uh, concessions, oh, park, and all that stuff. And then you're at the you know you're at what you're at the, you're, you're, you're telling the city they, yeah. yeah you got to the stadium we're in it's yours you got to fix it we can't raise money right. for this you're at the you're at and, the mercy of and, the city of Memphis with the with Simmons Bank you're at the mercy of the, the Grizzlies and then the money the that the state throws at you say hey well here go fix it well right. that the Grizzlies got they, the hand first that's exactly right they eat first the Grizzlies of course they eat first and they have big appetites and they should have big appetites they're the only professional team in town um, I, I I just think it and we'll talk about this with Paul Feinbaum. I, I just think it creates a, a grim view for for a grim outlook for for Memphis football specifically. Like basketball, we know can sustain itself uh, on its own. It, it really always has. I just think it, it just it just makes the job harder for Memphis football. That's all it does. I mean, it does not say that it can't be done, but it just makes the job harder. Get your break, control. Get your football right first. Well, more that, so than worrying about what you're playing in in terms of whether or not you can rebuild well, the brand. It's all like a cycle, right? It's all like a you know. It's all the same. Man, Calvin all- Austin and Anthony Miller and all of them were starring and going to the NFL up in that sorry in that sorry Simmons Bank, That's true. dilapidated stadium. It's true, and the, and we loved it. The brand was great. We 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 know it was a bad building. We still filled it up. We did. No, you're right. I mean, the first thing is be be good. That's the first thing. Be competitive. Be good. Right. Have a chance to win your league. That's the first. And, thing. and if you've put eighty but that, but million this is into more it, about, this isn't thus about like season to season as it is. We want to send a message to the Power Five that we're so serious about getting into your conference and we have value and we have investing and all of that. Again, I tell you it's more important you have the brand strong than it is, you know, a new well, halo I, I, on that, I, I, a new halo on that stadium. I didn't work Just either. told you that one fifty two hundred wasn't promising you anything. The brand was pretty strong when the Big Twelve expanded in twenty twenty one. Still decent, and it didn't matter. Well, I mean, that one was a joke. I'm not sure anything matters anymore, honestly. <laughs> like, whatever. Germantown ain't got no damn water. It's a joke. Everything is a joke right now. Day six, man. Go play at Melrose Stadium. Joke! Can we get Obama to Memphis or something? Like, we need some help. Bro, he's going through it right now. Their other uh, family. Sous chef. Yeah, their sous chef died up and drowned at the behind the house. Damn. Just tragic. Like a family member. Yeah. Like he had been with them since the White House. Awful. But yeah, yeah. You bring up Obama, he got. Well, I, I he got that. stuff to do. Why you? Why you want Obama to solve this problem? Because it is a crisis, man. Day six, and they're telling us the same thing they were telling us on day one. I don't think we're close, by the way, John. That's my vibes. I mean, yeah. Like, there's no like. Uh, they, they did have a press conference yesterday. Thank God. But you could tell, like, like nobody in that. They so shaky out there, bro. In, it's shaky. That entire row. Like, nobody has ever spoken to a media member. Like, you can tell. No, it's FBI-like. I mean, I, and, and, they're, and look, they got the heat on them, and they should. Like, like, they should be under, like, intense scrutiny. But, I mean, you got, you got hit, uh, the mayor out there deflecting questions like he didn't even hear them. You know? <laughs> like, uh, I'm going to repeat it. You know? And it's, like, it's, a, it's a mess, bro. It's, it's, uh, I did take a shower at my sister-in-law's today, so there's that. But you're not washing no dishes. You're not doing no laundry. Like, dude, this is a this is a, this is a disaster. I'm dead ass. I mean, it's a disaster. Don't have freaking water for a week, and no sign of of any like progress. Like, we're gonna continue to test, and we're gonna send that off. And you was on MLGW and, tail, and and, and and we're gonna send that and look off. Look how slow these folks are. We uh, we hope to have an update for you. Uh, in a couple days. Which one's more embarrassing, MLGW or what's going on in Germantown? I would contend the Germantown one, given the resources. I would absolutely say Germantown. I mean, this is like, this is, 
you know, MLGW has a lot of factors. You know what I'm saying? Like they yep. have they have yep. city council, they have funding, they have budget. Like this is your water supply. This is the fact that you didn't have a detection system in place uh, for for diesel fuel, man. Like you didn't have like you didn't know that. Like you don't have like an immediate thing that goes off when diesel gets into your dam. Mm. I mean, and I also don't believe that it's just a hundred gallons. I can't possibly believe that a hundred gallons in a, in a 4.2 million gallon reservoir would cause you to not have f- clean water for seven days. I don't buy that. Like, is it a hundred or is it a hundred thousand? Is it a million, bro? What are we talking about here? Like the the lack of transparency has been uh, embarrassing, no doubt about it. Um, and I, I, look, changes have to be made to the detection system, to the administration, something. But heads got to roll for me. So we're, it's going to be a week tomorrow. A week, man. Paper plates, styrofoam cups, no, no laundry. Come on, man. Got to be a better way. Hmm. I know, you guys are the Germantown residents. I'll let your frustration speak for itself. I have nothing to add. I'm yeah. sorry this is happening to you all. I, I hope that— uh, There are worse things, I will say. I, I hope that— uh, Not those parties out there, though. Nobody ever has <laughs> I to I don't know. Had, y'all had a lot of energy for that party. I didn't. Palazzola did. Homie did. And the alderman did. Uh-huh. Now look at you. Now, this is when it's time for bigger issues. It's actually a fair point. How ready are we? We uh, were ready to jump on that. Well, I think the—because the, not to because I've lived there for 10 years now. The big thing that really miffs residents is the vanity projects that have been going on for decades mm-hmm. in Germantown. Mm-hmm. Exotic soccer part yep. about to be built. Beautiful incoming to the city signage. Lots of awards in pomp and circumstance. Pickleball. Yeah, p- new pickleball. Blow up for tax base reasons the Germantown Country Club and bring it in, and there might be some things going on there, but we'll leave that for another day. All of these vanity projects have been going on while residents have had drainage issues. They've had now a week-long water issue. The drainage issues are historically bad, historically bad, and have never been rectified. And so they they haven't – it's like a house that's falling apart on the inside, but you look at the outside and it looks like it's worth $2 million. That's That's, that's Germantown Hmm. right now. And residents – and that's why the vote was so close on Palazzola. He won – but the people who were going against Palazzola, and I, I won't tell you who I voted for, but that's what they were saying when he when that election was going on. They're like, if you want vanity projects, vote for that guy. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a disaster. No, no, no it's a disaster. No doubt about it. And uh, again, I let, let's let's get FEMA involved. We got to get somebody down here because this, this agency is not equipped to do it. But they keep talking about the T deck, and uh, we're talking about the y'all sound like some idiots. That's what y'all sound like. I'm dead. I mean, like you got the you got, look, you got the experts in the background, and ain't none of them saying anything. They scared. They're sitting. They're like they're a decoration, and I'm I'm here with my fire chief, and I got the city engineer, and, and they don't say nothing. They don't say That's... nothing, man. And you got the mayor up there not answering questions. Like I mean, I'm, Germantown's a small town. You know, so like, there's not going to be this. Uh, it's got about forty thousand people. It's yeah. it's it's relatively medium sized. Yeah, say. like a medium sized town, whatever. But like, there's not a lot of uh, like like vitriol right now, right? So I'm sort of speaking up for for the town right now. But dude, this th- this administration and and I I hear good things about the public works people and all that. They are failing. They are failing catastrophically right now. I mean, they they fancy themselves like this upscale excellence every day you know this is where you want to move when you leave memphis man, stay your ass in memphis at this point man it's better there it is better in memphis than it is in germantown 
There is no question about it. We do it. have that good, good water. Yeah, man, it's clean, shower. That good, good. I mean, you know how humbling it has to be, and I hope they're listening. Do you know how humbling it has to be for people to call their family in Memphis because in Germantown they don't have no water? <laughs> I mean, think about that image, right? Because the whole thing is like you move to Germantown, right. you're, you're upper class. Ain't you're no fun when the rabbit got to go. Exactly. You I gotta, know, bro. I got I to gotta go to Memphis now. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I don't have that. I don't have that. I don't look at it like that, but I know they do. Yep. I know they in that building do. They do. And, uh, well, come on down off your streets of gold and get this shower that's, that's old, what I'm saying. dirty cells. That's what I'm saying. Come on down and humble yourselves then. Everybody needs to assemble with their stanky booty asses in front of Germantown City Hall, right? Y'all need to have Palazzola come in here and get washed in the waters of Memphis. Hey. <laughs> the good purifying waters yeah. of Memphis. I mean, I'm just telling Humble you, yourself. Bad luck, man. Streets of gold. Anyway, and you know, while this, this MLGW stuff was going on, there was a lot of internal, like, look at us. Look at us. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know McGowan you know? sitting there like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no doubt. It's 100%. Yep. 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 So, anyway, uh, hey, we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe they'll do a press conference again today. Woohoo! Uh, well, and, they ain't going to have you come ask no questions. Oh, uh, they don't want that smoke. They don't that want smoke. that heat. No, dog. They don't want that smoke. Woo! <laughs> I'm like I'm a pit bull. Gonna have them folks mug. stuttering up there. Yeah, they're gonna be. He, he's gonna be drinking that water. He's gonna be that bottle of water. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, up. if you do want water, Forest Hill is where they're doing the water drop off. I don't need bottled water, man. I, I need laundry. That is, that's a sad it's day, y'all. To be a having a public do service here, John. I mean, they, they they keep they keep tweeting that out. It's right by the new water a tower. Yeah. If you need bottled, I don't need bottled water, Wild, man. Bro. I need to take a shower. I need to do my laundry, my dishes. Damn, no damn bottled water. Shut that bottle of water up your ass. I can get that anywhere, man. We'll talk to Jessica Benson uh, when we get back, get her thoughts on everything going on in the city of Memphis, her movie reviews from the weekend and more. Stick around. Jason and John, I need to turn Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. I'm ESPN. Benson. 
is the host of the Jessica Dixon Show with CJ Hurt on Grind TV Media, part of the Grizz Radio Network here on 89 during the season. She joins us every Tuesday. She joins us now. Jessica, how much can we put you down personally towards the renovations for Simmons Bank? We just are, are fundraising right now, and we just want to go to our most affluent <laughs> friends. Uh, and so how much can we can we put you down for five, ten, maybe more, get you a platinum parking pass? Just Double let income, us know. no kids. Five dollars. Yeah, double income, no kids. And I will say our dog sitting business is it's back. Like people are traveling again this summer and I, I am thrilled to be back in the, the good old dog sitting groove of things. So I think we could do like fifty dollars. <laughs> okay. That will uh that will not you know get us where we need to be. We will she she it, has doesn't all doesn't every contribution count? Mm. She has all the power, John. She does. She she has all, all the, leverage the leverage in this situation. <laughs> she once again, you know, she, she she could just say you get nothing and yeah, you like it. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, I will help raise the uh, the awareness of the funds. I will go out and, and try to be a fundraiser. I was never a very good fundraiser. Like Girl Scout cookie sales, uh, we used to sell outside Blockbuster Video. R.I.P. Love those good old days of dressing up like a Samoa. So I've never been great at fundraising, but like I feel like I could do it for the sake of happiness amongst all sports fans in the city yeah hey look we it's we very kind we need it um look you're, you're a college football fan you've been to a lot of different stadiums um how important is it in your view just objectively for memphis to get these renovations or is it possible to maybe get less than what they hoped for and still be on top of a conference Right, I think, and that's where the hard thing comes by, because it appears that they might have to be dealing with less than they had hoped for. And there is a great importance with facilities. And your stadium is, it's your monument. It's your landmark. It's what other teams see, and it's what you plan for all of your home games, and you want to have a semblance of pride, and you want it to be cutting edge. And and just current, I think, is, is the basic ask in this situation. And you sell on that. Like we make so much of the NIL argument appropriately. So because NIL has changed college athletics as we know it, but facilities and a school's ability to sell the entirety of their program plays a big part too. I think I saw Ole Miss just release some images of their new locker room. And I was like, Oh, that's sweet. Like I wish if I was a college football player, I would want to sit in that locker room. I would want all of those amenities that it has to offer. And so all of that plays a big role in how a team is able to function and how a program is able to compete when it comes to recruiting. And if you can't compete in recruiting, chances are you're not going to compete very well on the football field either. So it creates a really unfortunate situation right now, a complicated situation, I guess I should say. And I hope that there's some way where they're able to take the money that they do end up getting and at least uh, create something that brings some excitement to Memphis football because goodness knows they need it right now. Yes, they do. What, what's fair? What, what's a fair expectation for Ryan Silverfield and Memphis football this season and in a year where looks like on this schedule you're favored in at least eight games? Well, I think looking at the AAC projections of a top four finish, I would prefer a top three finish and think that that would feel better. It's so, you know, it's weird. What's the difference between three and four? Not much, but there's something that just feels a little more prideful with a top three finish in this new fangled AAC without the top producers that people are used to seeing as the key competitors uh, for the Tigers as the conference transitions into the new people who are involved. So I think a top three finish would, would be fair. And I think they're set up to compete. And you know, Ryan Silverfield knows like this is a, a huge year for him as a coach. And, and there's a lot of expectation there. And, 
how this program has, it, I don't want to say tumbled per se, but it's in a certainly a different place than it was mm-hmm. uh, pre-pandemic five years ago under the direction of Mike Norvell. And so you know what that in place with Seth Hennigan returning as quarterback, you, you know what you've got there. There's the experience that you hope to have at that position. And so I think a top three finish for the Tigers would leave the city feeling better than good. It's not going to feel great, but better than good. We're talking to Jessica Benson, uh, joins us every single Tuesday here on the show. So uh, over the weekend, uh, did you get a chance to see uh, both movies or just the one? Oh, I saw both. Okay, you saw both. All right. And uh, and what would be, I assume they were both equally transformative experiences, correct? And so similar, you know, yeah. nothing, nothing goes together like Barbie and the creation of the worst weapon in human history. Um, Oppenheimer was, was great. We saw Barbie on Friday night, which it felt kind of appropriate to do it in the sense of great. You see Barbie, it's a feel good. I had so much fun. I had the most fun that I've had at a movie in years. And I keep telling people a piece of it is because as a woman, you're sitting in that movie theater watching Barbie and it feels like you are in on every single inside joke. And there are so many times in life and through experience that you feel like you're on the outside looking in and to be sitting there amongst a ton of women who know exactly what's going on and the jokes that are playing. And it feels like, Oh man, I relate to this so much. It was entirely enjoyable. The cast is great, visually stunning, so much pink, but like real artificial in the best of ways. And I know those words don't go together, but just go with it for the sake of Barbie. My husband had a great time at it as well. So I've heard a lot of men who are like, I don't want to go see Barbie. And I think you will love it. I think you'll have a lot of fun at the movies as well. Um, So we saw that Friday and then saw Oppenheimer on Sunday, which produced just epic levels of Sunday scaries that I've never felt before. But the way that I describe Oppenheimer is it's probably some people will definitely call it Christopher Nolan's best film thus far. I'm a massive prestige fan. Uh, one of his films from 2006, it will always take a lot for me to uh, render that as not my favorite Christopher Nolan film, but I thought this was really well done. It's challenging subject matter. I wish I had known a little more source material because there's so many people involved that I got a little confused as to who was who at times. But Chris and I left that movie and we talked about it for three hours. And I think that's a testament to a movie that really makes you think and think critically and have hypothetical conversations about one of the worst things that ever happened in American history and and human history. And so I recommend people go see both of them because it was just great to be back in full movie theaters. What Ryan Gosling, I've long no. been jealous he's married to uh, Eva Mendez. Well, they've they've gone back and forth on whether they're married or not. So how I, I classify yeah, how I classify yeah. that's not not very important. How, is what's his best movie? Because all I'm hearing is how he's so good in this, he should be up for awards and everything else. I'm like, wow, he's done this out of a, out of a Barbie movie. Like, what, what's his best performance, and then how does this one stack up next to his best? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I do think it'll be really funny. Not not funny, haha, but funny as in it was the whole point of the Barbie movie. If Ryan Gosling is the only actor who ends up being nominated for an award out of the Barbie movie. And obviously all the buzz is towards him and it's like the one male actor and a movie full of women, but he's, he's great and he's hysterical. And I, I think my favorite Ryan Gosling movie, which is probably not many people's favorites, but he was in a movie called blue Valentine with um, Michelle Williams. And it's just a really emotional slice of life relationship movie uh, that's pretty heavy and that's when I realized Ryan Gosling was really really talented I think he first came on my radar probably for the notebook I would mm-hmm. guess 
Uh, and every every young girl loved watching The Notebook at that time in their life. Yes. But yeah, well, I, mean, I think men so liked it talented. too, right? I mean, men liked The Notebook. You oh did. yeah, I. It, <laughs> well, I mean, I, it was. It, I mean, there was. It was something for everybody. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. It, it is something for everybody. Um, but then I just I think he's like flashed that he's he's a legitimate actor for a long time. He was in um, Crazy Stupid Love. I thought he was great. I did that. like that one. I did not like just that. Just relying one. on his abs, right? That was a good movie. And then La La Land, you see that he can sing and dance, and he played Neil Armstrong. Like that's that's range. Ryan Gosling's got range, and it, I respect. That. I guess so. Who, who is the most? Um, you know, like if you're a, a casting director right now and you're just starting from scratch, like we don't know what the genre of the movie is. We don't like. You're just like I need to pick the most. Um, you know, uh, how do you say like? Uh, actor that can cover the most range right the guy that has can do this role and that role and 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 all of those things like who are you starting with uh male and female like young at this point like the next yeah like not somebody that's like like old that but but somebody that's young enough where they can play a variety of roles like the person that's most sort of malleable that can you know play the young uh you know hunk or you know the the father who's you know you know what i'm saying like or or the mother and all those things like who are you starting with well, I think I'm a big Michael B. Jordan and Timothy Chalamet fan. So those are two wildly different people. You want to know who I think is under, undercover, who no one would ever say this. Jason is Andrew very Garfield. disgusted by I'm your not, I'm not disgusted. Well, he, he's making obscene gestures at me. No, Michael oh B. Oh, my gosh, can, I need to. Yeah, he can no, do Michael pretty much B? anything at this point, I suppose. Timothy he's Chalamet so can only play, like, isn't he like the, he looks so young. Like, you can only play I like know. the. That's why I struggle. Like, when you said it could play anyone. Timothy Chalamet is not super well rounded. Right, that. like he's yeah. like Michael Sarah when he was in Superbad, right? I mean, that's kind of what he's going to yeah. fall into. And Michael Sarah's in the Barbie movie. How about that? Oh, there you go, full full circle. Michael Sarah, Michael Sarah could like he fell in. It's a real thing because like he, everybody just saw him as this teenager, you know, who never grew up, and so he never got roles. And he still is that. Like he plays like right. a goofy, like rejected Barbie in the bar- or a rejected Ken so, in the Barbie movie. So, so explain this to me. He's the, the same. Didn't Schumer turn down Barbie? It's a, that's a really complicated. I don't understand. I think it would ended up being perfect for the combo of Greta Gerwig is one of the most um, or one of the directors I respect the most, and it's awesome that she's a woman and now has the highest grossing film already after opening weekend as a female director. Um, and then she worked as co-producers with Margot Robbie to make this perfect. And it, it just works so well because it makes fun of Mattel and Mattel signed off on it. And so, you, yes, it's a capitalistic grab, obviously, and like the rebranding of Barbie and making that popular again. But I just thought that pairing did really well. I am not. Some people feel some sort of way about Amy Schumer. I've never really understood it. Um, I just don't think that was the right piece for her. But now you have me thinking on what actress. I would cast. You want to know who's like underratedly talented? I think is Anne Hathaway. I think she's so good, and she's making a little comeback at this point in her career. So I think she could be one of those who like works for a very long time. I I think Anne Hathaway is like a solid choice. I'm trying to think of you know who else would would be in that uh, you know in the in that category of just like you could they could play anything. I mean, Margot Robbie, I guess, is is in there. Yeah, Zendaya's getting a lot of roles now, another like young person and you find uh, so Zendaya's weird, like so fallen into this like she's seeing. fallen into this niche of, you know, angst teenager, you know, like I don't know. Yeah, but I just saw the preview for Dune Two, which I'm really excited for. That played uh before Oppenheimer and she's in that. 
And she's in that new tennis movie that I think has been delayed now because of the strike, but yes. some movie where she learned to play tennis for it. Um, yeah. It's weird. Don't you feel like you used to have a better grasp on, and maybe it's just because we're all aging and not as in tune as we once were, but like back in the days where people magazine was so popular, it felt like we had a better, a better understanding of who the most famous movie stars in the world were. And now in the age of TikTok and social media, like there's so many people who are famous who I don't even know who someone could have a completely different answer than any of us. I feel this way about music. That is, uh, that is what I feel. I look up and like, there are, you know, these 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 rappers that have tens of millions of followers, and I've never, I couldn't even tell you a song. Yeah, I couldn't even like. Where did these? Where did the like? There's this uh, there's this chick on TikTok, Bobby, who was interviewing like Drake and you know Lil Uzi. I'm like, who is this person? Like, I, where do these people come from? You know, I know Nardwar. That's where I'm stuck. I'm stuck in Nardwar, <laughs> uh, the serviette. You know, I remember him. And now we got new people coming along. That's that's where I feel the most old. It's like if I turn on, you know, a hip hop station in Memphis, like there's a 55 to 65 percent chance I'm not going to know the artist. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. comes at you fast. We we rewatched just randomly watched Rat Race last night, which was a movie from 2001. And the fact that it was from 2001 sent me into an existential crisis. Like, I cannot believe that that movie came out over 20 years ago. Yeah. Think about so Jason funny. right now. I mean, he's up. he's 47 years old. It's okay, Jason. <laughs> Not as old as Calkin. It just you know, there you I, go. Just, just read there's, the, always, there's always someone older. Mm-hmm. That's the best. Just part read of the life. room a little bit here, Jessica. Like you know, Jason's much older than you and me. Like my partner, you're not just talking to okay. me. It's you okay. know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you're, but as you continue to age, you too, and, and Jason experiences. It's like a universal fact of life. All of a sudden, you're staring at something, and you're like, "That could not have come out in 2001." And you realize, so well, like you know, like it the big sure three, did. like the big three this weekend. I, I be honest, I, I didn't watch a ton of it when it was in Memphis, but I did watch it this weekend because I like was so itching for action that I just bet on it, and like seeing <laughs> seeing Tony Allen out there, like you know, somehow his jumper is even worse than it was when it, he was a Grizzly. I was like, yep, like you just you, you can't fight it, man. You know, like no. he, he barely even played. He was like late on the rotation. Like that ain't the Tony Allen I remember. Hey, we can uh, we yeah. can have Tony Allen night now, right, Jess? You give it your blessing, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Anything. I mean, he came back. back. He played there. Right. You know. Right. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Let, let's rip you. the bandaid off of that one. Agreed. Um, she is Jessica Benson. Uh, she is a master of uh, a fundraising. Packing. Uh, fundraising, uh, fundraising, <laughs> and uh, and uh, apparently uh, incredibly like colorblind, which is uh, a, a new thing I learned about you this weekend. But uh, oh, that dress will never live down that dress. She called this red dress she wore to the to the Barbie premiere uh, pink, but it was clearly red. At first, I thought it was a like a man versus woman thing, and that women have normal working eyes and can see that it's pink, and men cannot. And I often like say my husband is colorblind, so that worked out in my mental space. Right. But then a lot of women said it was red too, and, and what, that just really put me in a tizzy. And I still, I, I just packed it away. I rent my clothes. I think I've talked about that with you guys. Like I, I use a rental service for my clothes, and I just packed up that dress to send back to the place where it's rented from. And I looked at it one last time, and I said. That dress is pink, and I will not back down. So do you own any clothes on your own, or do you just rent the entire uh, closet? I own basics, but I'm kind of getting to the point now where I'm in a pickle where if a rental like is delayed or if I don't get my stuff together in time and do the next shipment, 
Uh, I have a lot of T-shirts, which is good. So I'm never yeah. short of like sporting event T-shirts. We can always rock with that. But I probably need to be a grown-up and buy some actual new clothes. But you don't have to. It's so great when you rent your clothes. You don't have to pay for a dry cleaning bill. They're all insured, so whatever happens to them happens to them. And you always wow. have something new. You're never rewearing anything. You are blowing my partner's mind right now like he can't even <laughs> fathom this what is it like uh rent the runway or whatever is I that use, i used to i use rent the runway and fashion pass okay and i first started doing it when i worked in local news because right. you had to wear like the style of dresses that you had to wear as a news anchor i would never wear those in the real world and so it was so much easier to that makes sense rent and then you know working for the grizzlies you want to wear something cool for game night so i do it for that i do it for the show and now I'm now I'm stuck where I haven't bought new clothes in so long. I can't quit the rental service because I don't have the well, I haven't fundraised enough to have the money to buy a new wardrobe either. You do make uh, Lang look like a slob standing next to you, so I guess you know that <laughs> wardrobe. Cool. I guess it's all worth it, and that's a GQ yeah. dude, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean, exactly. So it's worth that's it. what I measure it up against each and every night. So we'll make it work. This uh, segment was uh, apparently brought to you by Rent the Runway. Uh, so there, I, I've been trying for years. They they won't connect with me. <laughs> Keep trying. I, I when I saw you, you got th- you got three and a half million. Okay, yep. Any, yep. Any, you, the world is your oyster now, Jessica. Thanks for the time as Thank always. You, Thank you. See you guys. Yep. Bye. She is Jessica Benson. Uh, Jessica Benson is an interesting human being. She really is. I, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of things going on. Yeah, like she's just uh, she's so far uh, from just a sports person. You know, like but it's, you can do that when you don't have kids. That's right. You can you be can so involved. Runway. You can be out there. You can rent the runway. Absolutely. Never wear the same thing twice. I haven't even like fixed my lips to ask Samantha to go to the movie theater because I just know it's like not a, it's not going to happen right now. You know, like I, we can't even. I used to like we used to go to the movies all the time before we had kids. Like, we used to go like you know mm-hmm. first night. You know what I'm saying? Like let's when go. You were living for you. Yeah. And uh, now it's like, dude, you know, my kid is now in the phase where uh, she is very honest. And, uh, you know, it'll be 8, eight o'clock, you know, I'll say, we're going to need a nana? No. And she means it. So we put her in the crib, you know, and it's almost time for a big girl bed because Daniel crawling out of the thing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 